<laughs> don't put that one on there. Oh my god! <laughs> don't put. Don't Did put that, that just happen? <laughs> oh my god! It was, it was worth Live it. and on air. It was not, it was this just has to go it. to this. Literally has to go on the X-rated podcast list now. <laughs> yeah, you might want to you you edit that piece. <laughs> I can still zing him. Oh my I'm not God. dead yet. I'm not, just because I'm 41 doesn't mean that I'm not an active <laughs> member of society. I'm Josh Sigmund, and I'm a mortgage lender. I'm also a geek for money, not just earning it and saving it, but literally everything about it. I love that money has rules. It has its truths. I love investment strategies, and I love making money work for us. For so many, money is emotional. For me, it's logical, like a puzzle. My passion is also helping others with their money. I love looking at people's finances, dissecting their puzzle, and rebuilding with strategy and purpose. And I'm really good at it. I'm making this podcast about my money strategies, not the things that are written in books or sold in programs. It's a podcast outlining the lessons I've learned and used for the past 15 years. These strategies help me and those who use them save more, give more, create wealth, and retire early. Let me teach you how to build your net worth. You ready? Welcome to Sigmund Sense. <laughs> I'm thinking of the heartburn. I'm at the heartburn stage in my life. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, cool story ever. So, I get a call on Friday afternoon from Stephanie Paxton. Cool. And she's told me that she has been making her cold calls because she's a beast on the phone and literally dials up a number. How can you tell? You don't even have your headphones on. Because I know. I'm professional. Should we put our headphones on? I don't know. Um, anyway, so she dials a number and asks her standard question. You know, are you thinking about buying or selling in 2020? And his response was, we actually were considering selling our home and buying another mm -hmm. one. However, our plans have been put on hold because our 10-year-old son named Weston. Oh, wow was just diagnosed with type 1 diabetes last week. Her son's type 1. Like That's crazy. what? Same age, same name, type 1. So then she proceeds to ask, you know, oh my, you know, starts engaging him in conversation. And she told him about us, told him about our family and said, you know, I don't know if you need any resources or just need to talk to somebody, but you know, I'd love to put you in contact with, with, with them. And he said, 100%, we are really struggling right now. And we need, yeah. you know, we'd love to, to talk to somebody. And so she put us on an email together. We literally had a two hour conversation on Saturday night. There are so many parallels in our life, crazy stuff, lots of connections of people that we know. Um, also my, Wesson's endocrinologist called me last week, left me a voicemail and said, Hey, I just wanted to let you know that I gave your contact information to a newly diagnosed family. So if you get a call, just know that Was that's it the same person, it's the same freaking that's crazy. person, that's crazy. same person. They play baseball with the kids are the same age. Check this out. So the only bone I've ever broken in my body is my femur when I was four years oh, old, that, that little thing, that little thing. Broke my femur, boop, like I was in a body cast from here to my toes with a bar between my legs for six weeks. Guess who else has broken his femur and was in a body cast? You're kidding me. 
Same guy? Same guy. No kidding. So crazy. So anyways. Um, so you're going to help this person? Yes. Yeah, we're going to meet. Um, we're going to get the families together and like do a top golf day or something. But um, yeah, just incredible. And you know, what's really cool is- I bet is, you Weston's going to be buds with Weston. Absolutely. Absolutely. Really yeah. Um, and so I just love that, you know, making cold calls is like definitely not something that's enjoyable at all times for mm -hmm. people, but the ability that, or I guess the position that Stephanie was in because she was doing the things that matter and the things you're supposed to do. Yep. What a huge reward. That's awesome. What a, it is so cool. So awesome. She's Anyways, good people, though. good people. I loved it. It was I think very cool a good moment theme in general is, uh, in general, the things that are best in life come from a lot of work of stuff that you don't want to do, right? Like, Golly. Um, not to ride the Kobe Bryant coattails, but there's a lot of quotes that he has about um, the the hours of work before the sun comes up, the hours of work right. after everyone goes to, to sleep is the joy. Is that the, is success. Yes. And that's, the, yes. that's just like, something that's so it's true It's not looking everything. at the numbers at the end yeah. and like seeing everything that happened. It's like, did you enjoy yeah, exactly. the grind yeah. of, exactly right. of everything? So, happy. oh my gosh. Like Good for you. Heart filled, heart filled. That being said, if there's any type one diabetics listening or newly diagnosed family, I am your girl. Wait, You're going to be a therapist. I'm going to be a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. What, what I'm going to do is I want to talk about something that's uh, um, I want to talk about something that's super important in general, and it can be applied <laughs> towards business for sure. I'm in um, love with this topic, actually. It's, yeah, it's, 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 we're going to title it. Uh, how to get shit done. How to get shit why, done. Why wouldn't you? How so I'm excited about our topic today. Me too. Uh, we get to talk about how to get shit done. Let's get it done. You know, and I think it applies to everything. I think it applies to business goals. I think it applies to life goals. It certainly applies to money, which is why we're going to talk about today mm -hmm. as well. But um, what I, I typically see is is people are one of two things. It's They're rarely both. Um, it's one piece of the, of the puzzle, meaning that they're dreamers, but they're not doers, or they're doers, but they're not dreamers. I have literally not heard that reference since college. Yeah. That's so funny. And because I had a call me the professor. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, yes, so professor. dreamers are not doers. Doers <laughs> are not dreamers. Right. Uh, which basically means that they, uh, when in simple business terms, there there's the visionaries and there's implementers mm -hmm. and they're rarely the same people. Right. Um, and then on the flip side, which also ties into getting stuff done, what I want to dive into a little bit is, or a lot bit is there are logical people and there's emotional people. Mm -hmm. And so people underestimate the power of the other side, whether they're not, in why they yeah. don't get stuff done. So meaning um, uh, there somebody is super logical about creating a goal or goals and they aren't prepared for the emotional toll that 100%. a setback puts yes. them on, right? Yes. Or uh, they're super optimistic but they don't actually think through the who, what, when, where, how, why, and how to actually give a structure around logically making this happen. Right. And so I, I really want to talk about this because there's really five steps and this will probably be broken up into two episodes, I'd imagine. Yeah. Because there's a lot of meat to it and I think we can give some good homework assignments between ups, the, the two episodes. Yeah. And there's a lot um, of storytelling too. And there's a lot of storytelling because I think it's super relevant. So yeah. um, how do you see us kicking this off? Do you just want to start with step one? That seems logical to me. I mean, I feel like, I feel like step six would be better to start with, but, but whatever. Um, yeah. So I think there's a couple of general themes that 
I want everybody to keep in mind as we work through this. And um, I think we should give some clarity around them for the people that are new listening to this that may have not heard these terms before. So the first one is the wheel of life is a theme that we'll run through. Yep. So essentially the wheel of life is, um, is, is a wheel of seven areas of life that we or all of us should be focusing on. So things like money, fitness, self, love life, friends, spirituality. What am I missing? Can't remember. Spirituality, money, work, friends, work, family, love life, and body, which is health. Okay. Yeah. So the idea is that the wheel, um, each one of those areas is is ticking and it's, it's full and it's, uh, you're doing well in that area because that is the way your wheel will turn the most smoothly. And the wheel is your life. Um, if one area, yeah, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, it's okay. And if one area is flat, your wheel is screwed, your wheel is screwed. It makes, yeah. So, um, so the wheel of life is something that we'll refer to and the different areas Mm -hmm. of the wheel of life we'll refer to. Um, we're also going to talk about a lot of time management in this in this class, in this episode, um, because a lot of it does boil down to how you organize your thoughts and your time and your behaviors and, and how you utilize what you are given each day as far as time. Um, and then really at the root of everything comes down to intentions and how clear you are with them and how honest you are about how on point you were with meeting your intentions and how clear you were with setting them. Um, and did you go into something really having a well thought out process of the who, the what, the when, all of those things. So what are your intentions? So those are the three areas that we'll kind of reference a whole, whole lot. So step one is how do you get started? It is how are you going to identify your goal? So, yeah. And I, I think it's a great place to start because, um, it's amazing to me how few people actually have goals, which like whether they're afraid of them, like. I think this goes it is back interesting. to, I mean, yeah, it goes back to, um, uh, and this goes back to the emotional side, which I don't personally, um, uh, gravitate to, but I've found through the years of coaching, cause I've been coaching for about mm-hmm. 12 years now. Um, I've found that a lot of people stop doing goals because of, a, uh, because of how it makes them feel, whether it be uh, if they do fail, like what that makes them feel like, the field makes them feel like a failure, or right. whether it makes them feel stressed out, or it makes them or controlled, feel, you know, loss of control or controlled, mm-hmm. uh, whether it makes them uh, feel happy or sad, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting to me, but it's a, you can't avoid it. It's a true statement. Um, you know, there's some basic fears that think come up: fear of rejection, fear fear of, of uh, loss, fear of letting somebody down. Uh, there's, you know, lots of those. There things. are, and as you're saying that, this <laughs> thought just entered my mind. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think a lot of that might come from improper goal setting, right. because there's a lot that, and we'll go through that. We'll go through the steps of it and really like how to build it out. But if you're not doing it properly, yep. then chances of success are slim to none. So yep. therefore, you don't ever get the feeling of the win. It always feels like a frustration. Why do it anyway? I do pretty good without it. Um, And and we attach goals to things that maybe aren't that important to us. I think you hit something on the head that I think is really my frustration as a coach. Uh, When you said, I'm doing well without it, what you also meant is it's not that bad yet. Uh, Yeah. 
right? Yeah. Like, and I, well, or, the ugliest or words. it feels, it feels right. like it's going well. Good enough. Yeah. Good enough. But uh, I'm too scared to look at the right. actual information. Right. Is and, another... and I, I think it's really important to understand there's a very fine line between contentment and complacency. Contentment. Okay. So walk through the difference. Well, contentment, um, like I'm all about like enough is enough and, mm-hmm. and I'm good and I'm happy and I'm well, but I think a lot of people aren't and they disguise, uh, disguise complacency, which is I'm not willing to do the work. Mm. I'm, I, I'm settling. And those are ugly words. Uh, settling and complacency is, is like the opposite of anything settling. we want for our kids. Right. So yes, that's exactly you, where my mind you, went. Like, was it, for right. my kids, like I would never want them to settle for or allow anything. them to, or allow, yeah, right? Especially abs- the, while yeah. they're under our control in the household. Like you will mm-hmm. go try out, you will go abs- practice, you will do yes. your homework, you will, you will, mm-hmm. because we're not going to allow them to settle. So, uh, you know, getting into step one. Step one is uh, you got to identify the goals and uh, and really boil it down. So we'll work through it first. The first thing I always believe is make a list, mm-hmm. um, of what you think that you want. And this is the key aspect here is make it a is. long list of all the brain, things you think you want. Yeah, it's a brainstorm. It's an ongoing list. Um, it's a wish what, list, dream list, whatever. And I think a lot of people screw up here because it's the thing of the moment, not mm-hmm. the real thing. Right? right. So when you think about, um, all the things you might want, you might write down things like I want to lose weight. Uh, I want to start doing date night with my wife every other week. Uh, I want to uh, save 20% of my of my take home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to pay off this debt. Um, I want to attend attend church once a week. I want to give money to you know type one diabetes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of goals that people have, um, and that's really a starting point. Uh, what I see a lot of people doing is they try to accomplish them all at one time. And that's the beginning of the failure of hitting all the goals. Yeah. Um, Can I, I want to point out really quick that um, in the list that you just gave, I feel like the they were a lot of, first and foremost, the things you hear most often. Yep. And they are the most cliche. Yep. So the chances of those things really being. What you really want. What you really want or what's most important to yep. you at that time in your life or what you really need to be put in place is often not, it's not in attached alignment. to that. It's not in alignment. Yep. And that's why, you know, a lot of us don't really know what we want because I've never put any time into it, mm-hmm. which is why most goal setting sessions fail before they get started. Right. So it's really just, you know, this should be a fun exercise and this can be something done with your family. It can be done with your friends, mm-hmm. with your colleagues. Um, or by yourself in a quiet, uh, quiet space. But I really think you've got to list out all the things that you do want because I do believe that you can have it all. I do too. Um, so I'm not saying too. that that having all eight or ten of the things I listed off is not possible. What I am saying is that if you've never been a goal-oriented person, that creates time management around it and tactics to make it happen. If you think you're going to go from that person to I'm going to get all eight things done right. in yep. the next ninety days you're screwed. Right. Because right. the other thing that we don't realize is we are changing habits mm-hmm. in order to get yourself to budget money and save. That is, that is changing fundamental habits that you've had around for yep. a long time. So I'm going to be changing one or eight habits. Like that's not, yep. you know, and change the one that matters most. One of the analogies yes. in business coaching all the time is we all have a sinking ship, meaning yeah. uh, all of us have a, a bow of a boat, not a bow, the entire hull of the boat. 
And there's a certain amount that's above water and there's a lot that's below water. Mm -hmm. And in that below water area, there's little holes, like bullet hole looking holes. And then there's big freaking gaping, <laughs> ca you know, cannonball holes. Yes. And what most of us do is if we're, if we work on anything, we fix and patch the little holes like the little because ones. we like them and then they're easier to do. <laughs> and then we're, we're ignoring the big yeah. gaping gash that's going to, you know, that's going to put it's down gonna the Titanic. Sink, it's going to sink the boat. Uh, it's going to sink the boat. And so yeah. um, part of this list thing, you know, the starting point is, yeah, you got to get them all on the table because... If you put it as a goal, then one day, someday, I hope you achieve all your goals, but let's make sure we do the most important things first, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, the follow-up questions that you might ask yourself going back to really trying to zero in on what's the most important thing to be working on right now. Uh, one would be how long you've been wanting to make this change. You know, is this yes. a spur of the moment? Oh my God, I want to run a marathon. Or have you been literally dreaming since you were a kid of running a marathon and you've been doing 5Ks and 10Ks and now you're ready and you want to make that big jump to try and run yeah. a marathon. Like, there's a big disparity there, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, what's kept you from making these changes in the past, right? So going back to the cliche, every January, what does everyone want to do? Lose weight. Lose weight. So why have you had the same goal or talked yeah. about or thought about it for 30 years and never done anything about it? Right. There's something that's holding you back. And yes. so we have to address this. But uh, what do you think it is that's that's held you back? You know, from a money perspective, um, the most common answer is I don't make enough, right? Like I, I can't save because I don't make enough, which is true for very few people. Yeah, I was right? going to say expand on um, that because yeah, it's versus do you spend too much? Right, right. right. Are there some things we you know do you budget at all? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if you increase your earnings, would you actually save? You know, because it's a, it's really amazing to me how many people that make double or triple or quadruple the income they made, you know, 20 years ago, mm -hmm. but they're in the same or worse financially. So it wasn't right. the income. It, it was the, the lack of the, the yeah. money management in the first place. And if place, you think right? you don't make enough, I think the first step to look is how much is, is identifying your survival number first. Yeah. You know, how much does it really cost to keep the lights yeah. on and bodies fed and, you know, us being able to get to and from work, yeah. right? And clothed. Yeah. Um, past that, how much is left over, yep. you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's looking at yourself in the mirror and making those, you know, yeah. being able to call yourself out because on that stuff. Th that's the whole thing is something's derailed you in the past, whether it was recent or often, or mm -hmm. you've thought it would, Yeah, that's prevented you from accomplishing the goal in the first place. And so if you never address that emotional aspect or logically think through that piece, mm -hmm. then you're probably going to be derailed again. And so yeah. that's why we want to take the time to identify this. Um, and then once you've reviewed that, what I think you've got to do is really circle the one that really stands out at you as being the biggest hole in your business, right? Biggest hole in your money, biggest yeah. money. Because remember that wheel of life does not roll well if an Correct. area is, is, you know, debunked, if one area is screwed. Yeah. And so the thought behind that is, you know, if things are going really well at home, but your work life is suffering, yep. eventually your work life being a wreck is going to then affect yep. how you feel about your family because you're going to come stressed and tired and grumpy and all those things. It's going to bleed over eventually. Yep. So that's the thought process behind the having any one I'm area flat. I'm going to put you in the spot because I, I know this is one of the things that you're passionate about. Um, <clears throat> so I know over 10 years that you've done, gone through a multitude of diets, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, and I also um, know, actually not a multitude of diets. I've always done one diet with a multitude of stopping and starting. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and you look gorgeous and you always want to do better, right? Yeah. Um, yes. 
But recently, I know that you're more on point with what yeah. you eat and what your kids eat. Yes. Um, yes, 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 yes. Because of why? Love that you asked. So um, I think I think what I'm about to say is actually why this has been my favorite topic to talk about in mm. 2020. So, and it really has to do with alignment of your why. And this is something that's it's hard to answer a lot of times. Um, but... Essentially, so Wesson is a type one diabetic and, uh, he's been in, he was diagnosed two years ago. We just got him on his first insulin pump December, mid December. So right when we went on of 19 of 19. Yes. Yep. So we're two and a half months in of him having an insulin pump before he was on the pump, meaning so the, an insulin pump does it's, it's an artificial pancreas for all intents and purposes. Right. Um, it pumps insulin into your body. It stays attached. It auto shuts off if you are, if it senses that you're going low. Right. Um, so I say that because it is a very, very, very high tech, very expensive piece of equipment that is working as an organ <laughs> for him. So, um, I wanted to respect that. Right. So, before he was put on his pump, he was only in range, meaning his sugars were only in range 42% of the time, which is like heartbreaking, right? <clears throat> because the problem with those fluctuations and being out of range is that it wreaks havoc on his body. Mm -hmm. It's very hard on all the other organs, um, which is why long-term type 1 diabetics have the issues that they have. And so three weeks after having him on his insulin pump, he went <clears throat> excuse me, to a 72% in range. I was blown away. I'm like, this is incredible, right? So I saw it as a huge opportunity that I didn't want, I didn't want to disrespect and I didn't want to not take advantage of. And I didn't want to rest on, I didn't want to rest on a machine being his organ, right? Um, even though that is the intended purpose, it's not how I wanted to approach it. So I thought this is a really great opportunity for us to change our relationship with food for good, for us to model better behavior as parents, as far as exercise and fitness and, and all those things, because it's not only going to benefit Weston, but it'll benefit everybody in the family. And so that, that's how I started the year. And so I just, it's been really cool to watch how things have changed. So we're meal prepping every week. So we just finished our eighth week of meal prep. I literally was like chopping away. And I told the kids, I said, can y'all believe that we're still doing this after eight weeks? And KK, my 16 year old, she was like, 100%. No, I cannot believe it because it's not easy. It is not easy to meal prep. It takes forever. And I suck in the kitchen anyway, even though I'm getting better now because I'm forced to. Um, it's just not easy stuff, right? And working out like 90% of the time, we're on, I mean, I'm on point. And it's something that I'm enjoying and I look at it differently, which is also interesting. And we'll get into that for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but that that to me, so connecting with that, why has kept me eight weeks strong versus what'd you say? 20, uh, January 23rd is typically the day yep. that you've, everything is fizzled out. Right. Um, and the, what so yeah. you just said is, uh, I baited you and you've got it spot on the head at the, this is the point of when you're looking at the list, you really got to say why, like, why do you really want to do this? Like, do you really want to do this? And you know, there's nothing more powerful than a parent's love for a kid yeah. to make a change. So your why is pretty damn powerful. Pretty powerful. So I would gamble that at the end of the year, you're probably going to still be on point. I will. And um, it's, you know, and it, because a hot bod 
is just not enough. Yep. It's just not my, enough It's anymore. funny that you said that my, my, I started working a couple of years back and my wife said, um, <laughs> she said, I, uh, I want to get this right. She said, I want, oh, I don't want to get this wrong. I want, <laughs> oh, in fact, this is bedroom <laughs> talk. So I got to be really careful about what oh. I do say. Um, but the gist of it was, is I like dad bod if dad bod is fun. I don't like good bod if it means Grumpy. the getting up early, being grumpy, having to meal ah, prep, all that stuff, right? Okay. Um, which was just a really easy, interesting way to look at why a lot of it, you know, it's just easier and more fun to have a few drinks and barbecue. And you're coming from a family that ran a restaurant, like owned a restaurant. Yes. Um, and your dad is still one of the best brisket makers in the country, in my opinion. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Your husband is too. Um, oh man, so watching changing Randy, your relationship oh, with food is pretty crazy. <laughs> watching Randy and craft beer too. Craft beer, but watching him try to come to terms with adjusting recipes to be uh -huh. more healthy. Like he made an Alfredo sauce that was made you with water, and he was like, "I can't even identify this as like it just like." It, it's pretty funny, honestly. And I'm like, I think it tastes amazing, That's funny. you know, but yeah, you're right. That's it's, funny. it's funny. So we, we, we want to work on the why, you know, go, go deeper on each answer, make sure you get to the root of it. Like, what will this do for me? And one thing that I think is a, for a logical person, less emotional, one thing that really helps me is just visualizing what, what visualizing what it looks like when it's done. Hmm. Right. Like, uh, for example, that marathon runner, visualize yourself crossing the finish line. Oh my like, gosh. So I literally um, have never done that before. I do it for yeah, public you speaking. Visual, yeah, everything. Uh, you do it with public speaking. I, I know you do. Yeah, um, but I've but never done it But same thing. Like what does financial freedom really look and feel like? Like what does it you know, visualize? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's easy to say, well, if I had a million bucks in the bank, I'd retire. It's like, cool. So what does retirement look like for you? Like visualize what that looks like because I'm going to tell you that some people's spending habits, I don't care if you had a million bucks in the bank. You can't retire on that for some people based on their current spending habits, right? Mm -hmm. Or half a million dollars, or three thousand dollars a month of retirement income. Um, you know, so when we met with when we met with our financial advisor for the first time to get everything set up. Um, if I wanted to retire at sixty or fifty nine, and Randy at sixty five with our current spending habits, I remember this. We would have to have nine million dollars in the bank to like live until we we're like 90. That was with your old spending habits. The <laughs> no, good news is that's, de that's decreased. I'm like $9 million. Yeah. But I mean, I guess that is like 40 years of not yeah, working. There are 40 years <laughs> not working and inflation and things like that, but you've but decreased your spending like, habits. You could do it oh with gosh. less for sure. Yes. Um, but yeah, I was like, I think my point, my, I love that you just said that out loud though, but um, uh, is the juice worth the squeeze is what you're really trying to get to with this part of the, visualization, right? Yeah. Like, um, when you really get down to it, uh, in business, do you really want to be a number one? Are you sure you want to be number one? Sure? Like, you know how many hours it's going to take to be number one in whatever your business field is. And if, and is number five, like just fine by you. Um, and I'm not proposing, uh, I'm a competitive person, you know, sure. I, I want to be number one in most things I do, but my point is you better choose wisely when you do the why, why are oh, we doing man. this first place? And then you yes. visualize, you know, what does this really look like afterwards? And then the last piece of the puzzle in this whole visual visualization exercise is really thinking critically about what do I actually have to do to get there? And whatever that is, like, um, there's plenty of books out there. Grant Cardone's probably one of the most recent ones. He talks about the 10X. 10X, yeah. Um, his theory basically is whatever you think it's going to require to get there, it's going to take 10 times longer with 10 times more effort. So think about that for a second. If it's really going to take 10 times longer and 10 times more effort, are you sure it's worth 
the work to get what you want, yes or no. Because if it's not, this is why people get derailed in their goals, right? And that means, um, again, it goes back to fundamental changes of behavior. Yes. It does. And enjoying the day-to-day grind, yeah. not the result. Like Meaning craving like the, the grind, not the result. In a business setting, if you're going to do 10 times more effort and more activity, that means you have to look at your calendar and remove a whole lot of stuff that's happening. Or work 80 hours or 100 hours or 120 hours a week. Correct. Like there's no in between. Like if you're going to do right. that. Right. And if you have a family and children or yep. if you're the, a single parent, you know. Are you sure you want that? Can you do that? Can you? Yep. Can you do it? Um, and so anyways, just things to point out. It's 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 a bigger deal than people make it. And I think that's where Choose Wisely comes in. And um, I feel like so often, so often yep. um, people jump on bandwagons and um, and say the cliche things that we're told that we are supposed yep. to do. We are supposed to save. We are supposed yep. to work out. Um, or, you know, it's people come around, Hey, I'm going to run this 5k. And you're like, okay, I'll do it with you yep. or whatever. Yep. We jump on it too quickly. And bandwagon. We, we jump on the bandwagon. It's the goal of the moment. Yeah. It's not the goal. And then, you know, it's, we're a weekend and I don't really want to do that. So we just f- like fizzle out all together. Yep. The person that we told we were going to do it, thinks we're a flake. Yep. We subconsciously, there is a feeling of, a failure. Being a quitter at least. Yes. Yep. Yes. And so that compounds just... over your decades of your life, right? Oh, There's gosh, actually, yes. I'm going to finish up this step one piece with a couple of thoughts because I think that this is, we spend a lot of time on this because people don't, mm-hmm. right? So remember, you got to make that list. Mm-hmm. You got a whole range of things that's out there. You got to think critically about why have I not accomplished this in the past? Why do I really want to do this in the first place? Is there a powerful driving force that I really want to do this or not? Um, you got to visualize yourself at the end of the rainbow. You got to think through what's it going to really take to accomplish this. And we'll d- d- dive into that piece in a couple of steps down the road. Um, but the whole point of this exercise then is to really prioritize mm-hmm. what you really want. Okay. Uh, there's a great book called uh, There's No Plan B for A Game by, I think his name is Eason, Bo Eason. Yes. He's a, a ex-NFL player. His book is basically about creating 20-year plans. Not, I'm going to lose weight for spring break. It's 20-year plans, right? And these 20-year plans that he creates are the driving force of decisions he makes all day, every day of, is it in alignment with this 20-year plan or not? Because if you're going to be number one in a business, then it's going to take you 10 to 20 years. Really, you don't do it. There's no real overnight success, in my opinion. If you're going to retire financially, it's going to take you 10 to 20 years. You're not going to do it in a week or a month or a year. Correct, yeah. Um, Unless you hit the lottery, which good luck. So my point in saying those types of things is the whole deal is we're trying to drive down to what are you really going to prioritize, which is identifying that big gaping hole under the ship that if fixed would make your life so much better however you define that. It might be in reduction of hours of work. Mm-hmm. It might be in the feeling of being financially independent or free. It might be in your spirituality uh, growing. It might be in your body shrinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care how you define it, but you got to define what's the most important thing. Yeah. Otherwise, it's probably going to fall apart sooner rather than later, right? Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And that moves us on to step two. So let's talk about step two. Let's do talk about step two. Okay. So one thing that I have noticed about myself personally is that when I enter into a goal, 
and being, if I go back to what the, the first list of what has prevented me from doing this in the first place, yep. a lot of times it comes down to education yep. and that like for or lack thereof. for sure. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. Yes. Lack of education. I mean, specifically with, with the budgeting, uh-huh. I think we talk about it in one of the episodes. It's you asked, why didn't Randy and I budget in the beginning? And I didn't know the answer then, but the answer now is we didn't know how, right? Yep. So then we're afraid to ask. Yeah, or even know the importance that we should be asking. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you know, you go. You back, don't know what you don't know. You just don't. Yeah. So um, I think that the education piece. Once you've narrowed down what you are going to do, um, finding education, and there's so many ways to do that. You can pay for education, but you can also, you know, find somebody that you really admire in that area. Um, if it's finance and money and budgeting, go find somebody who's really buttoned up tight and yep. has the lifestyle, has the um, has something that you want to mirror yep. for your life and ask them for help. Ask yep. them for help. So um, I love that that first piece because believe it or not, people I think are inherently good. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if asked, they'll help you if they feel like they're, they're competent in that area. So yeah. Um, if you want to roll with millionaires, like start talking to millionaires, Start talking. if to you want to, uh, be with somebody that's, uh, if you want to be a good example of, uh, happily married husband and wife, mm-hmm. like, please don't hang out with divorced people. Um, go hang out with some people that are happily married happily and start married. to learn from them and, and get yeah. some mentorship from them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think it starts with surround yourself with those people and, and, and seek, uh, opportunities to learn. Yes. Uh, I would tell any business person that's listening to this, uh, the big, the weakest area for most business people in general is understanding of a PL. I was that I knew you that were gonna say that. The weakest, like yeah. most people that are in business for themselves, they're really great at property management, or they're really great at uh decorating homes, or they're really great at painting, or they're really great at whatever, and they suck at understanding where their money is going and coming from. Which is so interesting because yep. it's their they're business owners, but it comes from And the number one rule of business is what? Um always make a profit. I Thank you. It. You got oh, it. I did. You oh my gosh, it. I'm a natural born number Okay, one I'm out of here. I'm going to start business I'm going is to start make back. a profit. That is the rule of business. <laughs> always make a profit. I know you can't go broke making a profit. Maybe that's where it came from. But you got it right. <laughs> So, you know, if, you're, if, the goal, if the number one rule of business is always make a profit, then shouldn't you study the profit or loss? I would think so. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I would think so. Um, so getting education around that, and, and that could be a simple night school. Like there's, you know, just because you're afraid of or don't like math doesn't mean you can't take a night school class on personal finances or yeah. uh, business finance, something like that at a, lo- at a local college. Yes. Right? Again, or find somebody and YouTube. barter. Well, barter. Uh, or, I well, love barter. Yeah. Um, so you were starting to say like YouTube and podcast. Holy moly. There's, I mean, I have, yep. I've done a little bit of research here recently uh, on podcasts and what content is out there. I mean, there is a ton. So just making sure that you're qualifying the person that you're going to take advice from. But, um, and I think as far as that goes, one other thing I want to say is it's almost kind of like if you're a business owner, it's almost comes like you, a feeling that you should know how to do that and you should mm-hmm. understand the rules of business. Well, that could not be further from the truth. Yep. A chef that opens a restaurant likes to cook. Yep. They don't like to crunch numbers. Yep. An interior decorator likes to interior decorate, yeah. not sit around and crunch numbers. And so I think it's okay that you seek that information. Yep. So anyways, and bartering is my most favorite form of payment. (laughs) And going back to setting things up for success as well, not only do you want to seek out uh, education, seek out the people that you want, but you've also be really careful 
not to put down hardline things that you know you're going to fail at eventually. Like, um, I will only eat healthy food. Period. Ah, yeah. Um, I was if you have where three you were going kids, with that. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna end up stopping at Chick Fil A once in a while. You will. Um, now maybe there are people listening to this like, not me, not my kids, but I'm just going to tell you when it's 930 at night and I'm coming back from volleyball practice, I'm going to get Chick-fil-A. What is the fastest thing I can feed these people? No, I might get get the chicken nuggets, uh, that are grilled there instead of the fried food, but, um. No, you wouldn't. Let's be real. Actually, I do. (laughs) And I get the kale salad too. Don't make fun of me. A kale salad? They've got kale salad and I do chicken, grilled chicken when I go to, when I go to Chick-fil-A. But, I will say I did, um, on Saturday, did not take the temptation of Chick-fil-A. Boom. That's me. That's better. It's what I do. But you don't want a hard line. You can't say you're never going to Chick-fil-A It's not in line with your point, but yes. I actually just wasn't really that hungry because I had already eaten, <laughs> but anyways. Right. <laughs> um, the other thing that I see people doing, and I do personally believe in this for me and for most, is that when you set goals, um, I do think that there should be a reward or consequence. Like, I really do believe that. Yeah. And for me personally, not everyone's wired this way. The worse the consequence, the more likely I will achieve it. Okay. So what I mean by that is, so I, I'm a professional coach with the core for 10, 12 years now. Um, and what I, I went back at my 10 year market. So it's over 10, uh, on my 10 year speech, I was looking back at like, what's some advice I would give back to these other students. And the thing that I noticed across the board was anytime that I put down a goal with a reward, I missed it most of the time. Hmm. Whenever I put a reward out with a consequence, I missed it some of the time. Whenever I put out a reward or a consequence that was so bad, there's not a chance in hell I would fail to follow through. Yeah. I hit the goal all of the time. So for me, what I realized is if yeah. I really want something, I need to put some pretty stiff consequences out there. But um, I think like, the other piece that you do though mm-hmm. um, is you put you have people that are holding you accountable yep. to that consequence. Yep, yep. And I, I so share that's that like, for that, sure. that's what I do. I'm like, I, I'll just tell myself. Yeah. I don't want anybody else to know what the consequence is because I'm not going to do it. <laughs> well, people do weird stuff like they set a goal of I want to lose 10 pounds and they never get on a scale ever. And they'll they'll yeah. test it out in 90 days and hopefully it's better, right? <laughs> um, but my point is saying the consequence, like for example, I'm a hunter. So if, I'm sorry if you don't like hunting. I actually eat what we hunt. Um, but literally one of my consequences was I will not hunt the next hunting season if I don't achieve this goal. Like there's not a chance in hell I'm going to fail to do it. Like I'm going to do my work. Um, But that works for me. Right. And so if I'm a hard line, I'm really clear what works for me. I'm going to follow through on it. Some people are reward based. So I'm definitely uh, more reward based. I think. Yeah. So the if I then I'll conversation, if it works for you and you will not get it. So what I mean by that is if Bryn, you want to, you, if I save X, I'll buy myself this purse. Mm-hmm. As long as you wouldn't buy the purse if you don't hit X. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Then it's okay goal. Well, but what people do when they hardline themselves is they have no intention of following through with the consequence of the reward. They're right. going to get themselves whatever anyways. They're going to go on the trip, whatever. And they're not going to really not hunt. Right. That's the thing. That's the thing. Right. Um, or Mm, I mean, okay, so I got the purse. It doesn't really mean that much to me. Yep. So what is interesting, like especially with this past couple of months, is um, I haven't really assigned any reward except that I um, I said at the end of February, if I was still diligently working out, we're going to change the sunroom thing in our house that is a complete waste of space into a like we're gonna put the treadmill out there rather than in my room oh that's cool and like put the free weights out there because i trust myself enough to walk further than from my bed to the treadmill and not get derailed now 
<laughs> I can walk. That's hilarious. A little bit. Is right. this real? It was really real. <laughs> it's very real. So what you basically do currently is you put the treadmill in the way of the bathroom. So you have to walk over the treadmill. Yeah, it's actually on the way. Yes. And I I get on my treadmill in my pajamas. The uh, shoes are hey, literally, it works. It works. Like, they it are might. on, my shoes are literally like on the treadmill. So this it's, is going into, I mean, what you're doing is setting yourself up for success, right? right. Like um, lots of people have gym memberships that they never attend, right? They never go to the gym because it's 20 miles it's out of the way. too far. And their life doesn't allow for it. So perfect example of you you have to walk between point A and point Which B. <laughs> if you got to walk past, you might as well do it. Might as well do um, it. You know, it, it's the things like if you're going to set a dietary goal, then you better set a day on your calendar every Sunday to pre-buy healthy food. Yes. Uh, so that you don't have bad options. You don't have bad options. You've got carrots that need to be eaten in the fridge. You've got right. celery that needs to be eaten or hummus, right? Mm -hmm. um, so those are some pieces of it. Um, I, think I think the from last a budgeting, piece, from a budgeting standpoint too, I think yep. that's where that comes in is setting up automatic yeah, transfers. I love savings, that you said that. Yep. Right? Like and we're, that's part yourself. of the time management stuff, but you're exactly right. What you just said is if you're focused on savings, there's an automatic transfer from your mm -hmm. bank account as soon as the money comes in from your paycheck or ideally directly from your paycheck to some yes. other place that's out of reach. Yes. And same thing with debt reduction. It's it's the automatic, I'm gonna go ahead and pay 500 bucks debt reduction on my credit card before I have the opportunity to screw it up, right? Because yes. we, given the option of the easier, the hard, most of us take the easy way. Well, for, right? especially in the beginning. Yep. Especially in the beginning. Yep. Because again, you're still changing behaviors that, and you're moving into a space that's uncomfortable and not easy in the first yep. place. So per, just protect yourself, right? Yep. And part of the reason why the budget worked for you and Randy, as an example, mm -hmm. is because you had in the calendar, you had to show up in my office with yeah. the budget. Yes. So when you looked at your calendar and it said, I got nothing else to do but be in Josh's office tomorrow, then we're going to actually do the budget I tonight. I guess I better do it tonight. Um, that's part of setting this all success. The, the last piece of the puzzle here before we finish up section two, which is more of a make sure you think through this stuff of what hasn't worked in the past so you mm -hmm. avoid those issues, yeah. is going back to the change of intentionality. Um, mm -hmm. and we talked about that at the very beginning of step one or before step one. Um, and Bryn, you, you actually just brought this up with how you address food, right? So the intention of food in the past for you, for sure, for me currently is it's a social thing for me. It's an like, event. It's an event. It I like is. to barbecue at my ranch. I like to have a few beers with the boys. Yep. Like it's, it's a social thing. Versus changing the mindset to its fuel. It's fuel. And that's the words you used. That was not the words I used. And so the, the cool thing about it is because you changed the intentions around food. Did I really say that? You literally used those words. I did? Well, you can go back and listen to it. I mean. I think this was recorded. Um, Holy moly. Yeah. So you literally used it. You changed your intention around food to yeah. it's a fuel instead of, you know, the, the thing that we're looking forward to every day. That's Every part four of the hours. Reason, right. That's part of the reason why you are on track, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, I think that's just super important to understand is uh, is work work or is work a means to an end? Like yeah. just changing the way you look at uh, is the paycheck a paycheck or is a paycheck the next step to getting me to my retirement or the next step to buying me my first home or the next step right. to um, getting rid of debt? Right. I think we approach our days differently when we change what the intention is around the goal. Right. Like what is yeah. it that we, that, that's hold, holding us up or hindering us? One thing that has been different for us recently. So our daughter just turned 16. 
Holy hell. And so we are starting to get letters in the mail for colleges. And for so long, and I know every parent can relate to this, is college. Like, we know we need- I've got time. It's so far away. It's a lot like retirement. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, sure. It's just, it's so far away. And then we have that, like, denial of, like, my baby's never going to be, like, old enough to go to college. Um, And let me tell you, when you start getting letters in the mail, because- That's super interesting. Yesterday, they were, we made this slideshow for her when she was, or actually Randy's mom did when she, on her 16th birthday. And the craziest pieces, I can remember when every single one of those pictures were taken. It was like they were yesterday. I can remember being there. And so it goes by really fast and you're like, holy hell, now there's college letters coming. I'm like, do we have money for her to go to college, babe? (laughs) He's like, we do. I'm like, oh, Yes. That's really funny. Thank God we've yes, been Yes, you playing. have money. It's on the personal payment budget. Thank we look at it month. <laughs> Thank God. I'm a blinders girl. I That's just good. like go in, do my thing. And like, okay, if I do the right things all day long, like the rest of Well, it goes in. back to what you said earlier. You're, you're in marketing. So what you like to do when you go to work is market. Market. You don't, you don't like to do the numbers. Please so don't why me would do you the numbers. I know I can't even add anymore. It's really kind of sad. It's well, kind of sad. I think that kind of, uh, it gives you some homework to think about around step two, which is, mm-hmm. What are some roadblocks in the past that prevented me from getting me what I want? Mm-hmm. If it's the same goal, if it's the one that you really want, right? Yeah. So what are some things you could do to set yourself up for success? Would it be uh, seeking out counsel? Would it be uh, education through traditional forum or internet, podcasts, YouTube? There's plenty of stuff out there. Be careful who your teacher is, by the way. Right. Um, uh, would it be just put something in the way of the bathroom so you have to address it before you get there? <laughs> Um, the point is, is that yeah. there, if you just think for a few minutes before you get started, you set yourself up for a better outcome. And that's the, what the point of point two is. So, mm-hmm. um, for and go back, of, if you're, if you're two months into your goals, yep. um, and you're still on track or you, maybe you've had a derail. I think this is a good opportunity to yep. go back and review some of those things too, and get back on track. It's not too late. That's right. So homework for today, but when we wrap up this podcast, we'll see at the next one, we'll finish up the step three through five is do your dream list. You know, yes. really take a second and write down everything you think you want. Mm-hmm. Question yourself. Yes. Like, why do I want this? Visualize and it. And sleep sure, on it. Sleep on it. Make sure you come back to it. Make sure it's a pulling force. Maybe read that book, you know, uh, No Plan B for your A Game. To make, yeah. Is this in alignment with a 10-year or 20-year goal for yourself? Um, and then start figuring out, like, what's step two? You know, set yourself up for success. What do you need? What knowledge or abilities or people yeah. do you need in your life to make it a, a better outcome? Uh, what do you need to remove as an obstacle so Absolutely. that before we get started, we just have a better uh, chance of success. If you get it. through those two steps, then the next three will be easier to do. 100%. We will see you next time. Rock on. Thanks for your viewership. Please like, share, subscribe, and we'll talk to you later. Bye.